Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome, 49ers fans. If you are listening... I wish I could jump through your speakers and give you a hug because that's what you deserve. The 49ers lose a heartbreaker 18 to 15 against the Cardinals. They they we were swept by the Cardinals this year. <laughs> they beat us two games. Um their only two wins have been against us and this is where we are. Um very very close game, a game we were in control of pretty much the entire time until the very last drive and I just want to let you know, you know, if first off I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. We've been around for a while. This one might go a little off script and I I might do some venting of my own. So I apologize for any choice words up front. We are going to break down the offense, the defense and more importantly the coaching staff, both sides. This is going to be no holds barred. <laughs> there, there are some positives to take away from this game, but man, there are a hell of a lot of negatives. So uh, stay with us, and you know we're going to go through, like I said, offense and defense and stats and scheduling. And now we got to start talking about the draft. I usually wait until January to start my draft breakdown process. Uh, I usually do a little over 150 draft profiles uh, myself where I watch at least three full game films of every single prospect and rank them out and do a big board and all that stuff. I've already started, and it is still October. So (laughs) you're going to get a lot of in-depth draft coverage from the 49ers Rush podcast this year, I'll tell you that. So let's jump in there. We lose this game, and we, we lose in the worst way possible. We have lost eight straight to the Cardinals, which is just baffling uh, when you step back and look at how bad they have been recently. We have the longest losing streak in the entire NFL right now, and we are one of three teams in the NFL to only have one win. And guess what, guys? We play both those two teams next. The, the road for the first overall pick is paved through San Francisco. Uh, our next two matchups, and the funny thing is... <laughs> With three wins combined between the Raiders, the Giants, and the 49ers, they're both primetime games. So our next game upcoming is at home versus Oakland, and that's Thursday night football. So that's going to be on Fox, on the NFL Network, for the entire world to see. And then right after that, we got a Monday night matchup of against the New York Giants with one win as well. So back-to-back primetime games. But I hope you enjoy it because it's going to be the last ones we got. So there is a Seattle game that is Sunday night, uh, December 2nd, but that's going to be flexed out. I'm telling you right now, they are going to flex that bad boy out. We will be playing Sunday afternoon that week instead. But we've got two winnable games and then a bye week. And I don't know, man. I do not, as a former coach and player myself, I do not believe and tanking for draft picks. I understand the logic, 
but my emotions and my competitive whatever, I want to win every freaking snap. I, I hope that our team embodies that. You know, we, we are a fighting team, and Sherman got up there afterwards in his press conference today and basically said, you know, if you can take anything away from this, it's that we're going to keep fighting. And maybe that's the only thing we learned from this experience and all these losses, but we are fighters, and we're going to fight till the end. So that's what it is let's talk about offense and injuries man we had a whole lot of injuries take place tart his shoulder started affect him he missed a couple plays came back in then got hurt again exhum came in then he got hurt he got a concussion then powell came in it this is oh that if you want to know how 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 this game went that is exactly how it went reuben foster left with a hamstring wasn't his shoulder came back in the second half then left looked like he could have played but they kept him out. Witherspoon left. Forrest Moore came out. Then Witherspoon came back. Mostert got rolled up, hurt his leg. Brita hurt his ankle again for the fifth consecutive game. This is who we are. We are a banged up, the most injured team in the entire NFL. But that can't be an excuse. It, it really can't. Everybody goes through injuries. We did not lose this game because of injuries. We lost this game because of coaching. Uh, that That's just the reality of the situation. This was all coaching. So offensively. We had 12 drives throughout the entire game, and this will let you know. This is one of the reasons why we lost. Our defense did a good enough job to put us in position to win, and here, here's what you do as a coach. You sit down and you say, what are our goals going into this game? And if I was to script out what we were supposed to do, it would be win the turnover battle, have more sacks than they do, and if we do those two things – Add on to that penalties, we will win this game. They are a bad football team, the Arizona Cardinals. And we did all three of those things, yet still found a way to lose. Uh, we have not won the turnover battle at any point this this season. This is our first time. And we still lost 2-0. Uh, to zero. You know, we, we, we got an interception and we got a fumble and still lost. And it seemed like the basic idea was, hey, CJ, you've been turning the ball over and getting sacked like crazy. Let's get rid of those. And if you do that, you don't have to do much. You just won't lose us the game. It seemed like the right philosophy. It just didn't work at the end. So let's go through these drives. First drive right off the bat, three and out, and we punted. Uh, to start the game, we wasted a timeout on third down because they were confused in the huddle. C.J. Beathard took a sack after four and a half seconds. He doesn't move in the pocket, and he doesn't make quick reads, which is a recipe for disaster. Second drive, punt after three first downs, took another sack to end the drive. Third drive, three and out punt, sack on C.J. again after over four plus seconds. He doesn't move around. He doesn't make quick reads. Fourth drive, punt. Fourth, first four drives of the game are just absolute wasted. Fifth drive, we get a field goal, and that was because of our defense. That was off of the Jaquiski Tart interception. You know, we had a short field. We didn't get any first downs. We didn't do anything in the red zone. They gift drafted it to us, and all we could do is take away a field goal. Uh, this is who we were on this. We were 0-2 in the red zone, and that's not – you can't win games like that. You just can't. Next up, it was halftime. Uh, we had three runs up the middle as time expired. We only had about 20 seconds on the clock. It was weird. Arizona kept taking timeouts. They didn't have enough timeouts to get the ball back, but it was just kind of like a middle finger to Coach Shanahan, it seemed like. Right out of halftime, we come out, punt. 
Terrible pass on third and four with a perfect pocket and no pressure whatsoever. Our offensive line played great. They really, really did. Uh, they were blitzing five to seven guys on every single play. Uh, CJ just couldn't make the adjustments. Um, he, he, he couldn't do it. Eighth drive, finally, we get a touchdown pass to Goodwin. It was a slant route on third down, and he took it 55 yards to the house. You got to get that guy the ball more often. I don't understand. I understand Patrick Peterson is one of the best in the NFL. There's I, I there's no problem with that. But getting Marquise Goodwin only four targets in this game and he only had one catch, that's just pathetic. Kendrick Bourne got 10 targets in this game. That's not okay. He played really well and Kendrick Bourne blocks well. But if you want to know why we're not scoring points, we have electric people in this offense and we're not getting them the ball. People like Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Kittle should have had more targets. Kyle Juszczyk. Dante Pettis. You know, he got out there. He had one target, and they took him off. And it seemed like they were fine with Kendrick Bourne being out there. He's He might be a better blocker. Um, he's been healthier, whatever. But when you are failing to put up points, and the only touchdown you score is because a guy has just God-gifted speed and runs like a 4-2 <laughs> you, you can't put possession receivers out there at all times and lead though that guy leads you in targets Kendrick Bourne he played well and I don't, I don't have a problem with him I love the way he plays but when you have CJ Beathard back there and this is your game plan you got to have playmakers you traded up for a reason for Dante Pettis he's healthy for a reason he's not on the injury report get him out there after that, keep going. Field goal, 20 yards um, after a very long drive. The 8th and ninth drive were who we are, and after that it was just trash. Punt on um, the 10th drive, 11th drive. Punt after a sack on an all-out blitz. I don't know how he couldn't see it. Everybody was on the line of scrimmage. you got to have some kind of a hot read. He didn't do it. 12th drive, 34 seconds on the 25-yard line, and we did nothing. This is the thing. Uh, we are second worst in the entire NFL in sacks allowed, only in front of the Cleveland Browns. Like that's this is the conversation we're having. We have an amazing offensive line. Like I don't think people understand how great they are. My MVP for the offense, it, it's McGlinchey. McGlinchey is lights out the best offensive blocker we got it doesn't matter if it's run game or if it's pass game mike mcglinchy should have been a top five pick and if you read my redraft article for eat sleep fantasy it's up over there i went through and redrafted the entire first round i got mcglinchy going early 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 that guy is for real he is amazing and he's not the only one pearson man that right side of the offensive line is insane i counted four pancake blocks by mcglinchy i've only gone through the offensive film twice um, I'll do a couple, a little bit more breakdown later on in the week, but it's a short week. We play this Thursday, so um, if you don't follow me on Twitter, do that. I will be breaking down some film and some coaching notes and all that at, at JL underscore Chapman, at JL underscore Chapman. Now, let's go through just some of the uh, stat lines a little bit. CJ Beathard was absolutely abysmal, 14 of 28, 50% completion percentage for 190 yards. That's not okay. He took four sacks for 30 yards. So if you if you adjust that out, he's only got a positive 160 yards. One touchdown, no interceptions, and 83 passer rating, just to let you know where he's at. Um, offensively, uh, running the ball was okay. We only averaged three and a half t uh, yards per carry, which is very, very bad for us. We're right at the top of the entire NFL 
for for that statistic. And it was rough. Breed is not healthy, but he got 16 carries for 42 yards. Morris looked terrible outside of one run. If you take away his best run, which was 26 yards, he was five rushes for two yards. <laughs> like he had more negative rushes than he did positive. Raheem Mostert, two for 18, which we would have got the ball more to him instead of Mostert. Use check, two for 10. And Bethard, five for nine. He's tough as hell, CJ is but it's just not cutting it. You know, I talked about Kendrick Bourne, seven catches, 71 yards on 10 targets. He did have a drop, but he played pretty, pretty well. Kittle, five for 57 on eight targets. Goodwin, only one catch for 55 yards and a touchdown. Hello, (laughs) screens, jet sweeps, slants, figure something out. Uh, They were playing man coverage on the outside the whole game. Uh, They never played over the top cover two, which is what they're kind of known for. They don't do that. They didn't do it. They just blitz, blitz, blitz. You got to change something. You're Kyle Shanahan. You're one of the best offensive coaches in the NFL. I believe he is definitely top five. You got to make some in-game adjustments to make quicker reads and quit holding the ball so damn long all the freaking time. It's just ridiculous. I I don't understand it. (laughs) It makes no sense. Um, So let's jump over real quick and look at just some combined team stats as far as yards. We only had 16 first downs. That is not going to cut it. You could blame this on the offense and you would be justified. You're right. You score 15 points, you should not expect to win a game in the NFL. However... Without turning the ball over, all the things that we did with penalties and the defense forcing two turnovers, you should have won this damn game. But offensively, it just wasn't there. Only 16 first downs, like I said. We're 5 for 14 on third downs. That's abysmal. And we conceded a lot of drives where we would just go shallow, way short of the sticks, and just say punt to live another day. That's not okay. 160 yards passing is awful. 100 yards rushing is okay. It's not great. 5 for 59 on penalties. Eh, nothing special there. Now, I want to take a second because uh, I've told you guys we're giving away an autographed Frank Gore mini helmet. It is absolutely amazing. I just want to say thanks to our sponsors, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. If Christmas is coming up, and if you did not plan ahead, like I never plan ahead for Christmas, um, sorry, wife. But uh, if if you want to get your kids something, or if you want something, just tell your wife. Say, hey, man, hey, don't call your wife man. First off, uh, <laughs> whatever you refer to your wife, uh, <laughs> sweetheart, usually is appropriate. Head over to Game Day Sports Memorabilia dot com, Game Day Sports Memorabilia dot com, and tell her just to look up some 49er stuff. They've got so much stuff on there, jerseys posters cards helmets mini helmets you name it they got it all the great 49er stuff is there and what i want you to do is head over to my twitter account at jl underscore chapman is my pinned tweet retweet that's all you got to do you're already listening to the podcast and i appreciate it retweet that frank gore original tweet it's the first one that's going to pull up and you're entered into the contest to win that helmet for free i'll send it to you won't cost you a penny it is absolutely awesome again that is game day sports and memorabilia thank you guys again for all of the sport now let's jump over to the other side defensively oh boy um (laughs) i loved our game plan going into this game i have not been able to say that a lot because robert Saleh, he needs to be fired as soon as possible if you wanted to like be pissed off at somebody and put it on anybody our defensive coordinator has got to go and here's why Uh, We held the team to 18 points today. 
Why would you say fire the defensive coordinator whenever we're holding somebody to just 18 points? Here's why. Zero in-game adjustments. He doesn't do it. He doesn't know how to do it. I don't think that he watches what's happening out there and coaches on the fly. He doesn't do it. His his entire mentality is we'll fix it later, but that's not how it works. It's just not how it works. He made a couple uh, adjustments at halftime, but here's what the problem is. They had to manufacture pressure. This has been our problem the entire season. Um, You can't just bring three or four guys and expect to get to the quarterback with the talent we have. We have no edge presence whatsoever on the pass rush. So... We start stunting, uh, doing tackle-in stunts and in-tackle stunts where we're looping guys around, doing all that. Corner blitzes, bringing the linebacker. Overload blitzes on the left side of the line, right side of the line. Safety blitzes, nickel blitzes. We're doing all that, and it is working great until we get to the last drive of the game. Everything's on the line. They go on a 12-play, 74-drive with over two minutes left, and we didn't blitz one damn time against a rookie quarterback that is scared of pressure in Josh Rosen. What the hell? We go to a stupid prevent defense, and we don't even... <laughs> we spy with our nose tackle. We put Sheldon Day out there, who's one of the leading people on our defense for pressures and we have him spy over the top of the center against Josh Rosen who couldn't run away from anybody I'm pretty sure Tom Brady is faster than Josh Rosen this is absolutely insane and it's not like if it was just one or two plays I get it it was a 12 play drive for 12 plays and they constantly just picked us apart Josh Rosen looked like the best quarterback I've ever seen that last drive and we made zero adjustments now you could say oh well we had two safeties out and we had Powell in there really really Powell has been with us for a very long time and he was basically manned up on the third wide receiver and or tight end several times over if you are blitzing and he's in zero if he doesn't understand things zero cover zero where everybody's manned up because you're blitzing is the easiest coverage to understand somebody on twitter said well you had backup safeties in there so therefore you couldn't do the same stuff you've been planning that is absolutely bullshit that is so wrong that's not true to football the first coverage you ever learn as a football player is you guard him that's easy I have no clue how this guy is employed still he has got to go Um, you know if you look at the talent that we have on defense every single person has regressed from last year this year DeForest Buckner had the worst game of his entire career today you have a defensive player of the year guy and you've got him on the bench half the time and he's not doing anything. And a lot of times you have him blitzing through the middle of the blocker to occupy the blocker. He's a penetrating five tech. Come on, man. He can play three. He can play five. He can do anything. But you are making, you're taking your best player out of the game. You're not putting people in a position of success. And it's just awful. We are taking horrible pursuit angles. Fred Warner came out. First two to three games uh, that he played in the NFL, he was just amazing. 
And then on top of that, what happens? His play goes down every week. You have him calling the defense a rookie, and he's overthinking everything. You have him playing three different linebacker spots all through training camp. He's overthinking everything. Turn this kid loose and let him play. Let somebody else call the defense and simplify things for him so he can react just like he did weeks one and two. It's it, This is so simple, and we're turning this into a very complex issue, and we're taking away the talent because when players have to sit there and think, they hesitate, they second guess, and it ruins everything. But whenever it's seat ball, get ball, you are naturally able to do things. I keep seeing him take horrible pursuit angles, which I have never seen in his college film. And you could say something. You say, well, oh, it's the people they're playing against. No, he was taking horrible pursuit angles against Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is nothing. Like, that's the thing about this. Like, we're... As a defensive coordinator or just a coach in general, let me take a deep breath and kind of calm down a little bit. Your job is to put players in a position to be successful and to convince your players that they have an advantage because of the preparation and because of the scheme you are calling. We do not have that. We don't have it. Robert Sala is a huge he's he's a deficit to our offensive to our defensive confidence. He is he's hurting people's career. He's got to go. And I think he's an awesome guy. I love his press conferences. His knowledge of football, I think, is great. No problem with all those things. I would love for him to stay on our staff, just not as a defensive coordinator. He has got to go. Uh, and I think this would be a very – he's very young. He's got a knowledgeable, you know, <laughs> foothold, whatever. He's got to go. He's got to go. And he might be a great coach later on. This is unacceptable. I don't know. I don't know what else to say besides the fact this defensive coordinator is absolutely garbage. He's garbage. I really do believe he is one of the worst in the entire league. Uh, we've got to move on from that. So having said all those things, whew, man, that's intense. Uh, the uh, defensive MVP, it's got to be Richard Sherman. You know, the one thing that I can say is they were not scared to throw at Sherman. And they targeted him five times, and they caught uh, three of them which that's fine he was on top of the play every single time giving up zero zero space seven tackles one sack one tackle for loss had a pass deflection i mean this guy is unreal he played very very well uh he didn't he wasn't a lockdown corner by any stretch but he had perfect coverage nonstop. it doesn't matter if he's injured that guy richard sherman's amazing he is absolutely amazing now let's go through the drives because there is some good news. And again, like whenever you see how it started off and then how it went after that, it's easy to get pissed off. So sorry about that. I'll do some Hail Marys later. Here we go. First drive of the game, three and out punt. Heck yeah, we're bringing pressure. We are blitzing. Uh, we're doing D-line stunts. It's amazing. Second drive, safety on an intentional grounding call. Four-man pressure. Cassius March gets the pressure. They do what's called a tackle in stunt. And we're playing Solomon Thomas at the tackle. I've been complaining way more than I should about Solomon Thomas. I, I hate that he plays on the outside. He's completely ineffective out there and basically a complete waste. He's a run game liability because he doesn't play sound technique or keep outside contained really ever but anyway we line them up inside and we run what's called a tackle and stunt where the tackle penetrates straight up field as fast as he can and cassius march who's on his left side loops behind and then blitzes through that b gap 
and he got to Josh Rosen for the intentional ground. We start off with a safety. That is just amazing. Next uh, drive, we give up a field goal after a very long drive. It was slow. It was methodical. That's okay. If you're going to allow a, a rookie quarterback to do that, that that's a thing. You just don't want to give up the big play. Fourth drive, we get the interception by Tart off pressure. Amazing. Fifth drive, punt. Uh, sack by Armstead on third down. Then it's halftime. We come out of halftime. Three and out punt. Stunt pressure by Blair. Man, Ronald Blair is playing lights out lately. He is unreal. He's what we want Solomon Thomas to be. If Solomon Thomas was doing the same thing as Ronald Blair, everybody would be buying Solomon Thomas jerseys, but he's not. Blair is unreal. That guy, uh, he, he was my runner-up for MVP, and he has just been playing amazing. Seventh drive, punt. Eighth drive, punt. We're playing great. Then we give up a touchdown pass to Fitzgerald. We did a four-man rush all this entire drive, and on third down after pressure is working all game, we go right back to this just three- to four-man pressure. And it doesn't work. We give up a touchdown. Next drive, we go back to four-man pressure or three-man pressure. They have a huge play up the sideline, and they fumble the ball. This is the one where Ward touched it out of bounds, but not really. And then they reviewed it, and we got the call. It was awesome. At that point, I was like, we got this game. All we got to do is run it out and play solid defense. We're going to be okay. But anyway, so we get the fumble. Then we come out, and guess what? (laughs) <laughs> ah, they started on the 27 with two minutes 16 seconds left and one timeout and they abused the hell out of us we never again i, I don't want to beat a dead horse here but we bring zero pressure we move into a prevent defense and yeah uh, man robert sala you cost us this damn game uh it pisses me off but Statistically speaking, we, we did a pretty good job overall on defense. Whenever you look at the numbers, you got to say, hey, yeah, we did pretty good. We did pretty good. But the things that we cannot do, I mean, we held them 6-14 to 14 on third down, which is great. Uh, we held them to 20 first downs. That's great. We held them to 321 yards. That's great. You know, we even got some sacks, which is awesome. We, we got three sacks for 19, or four sacks for 30 yards. That's great. But... We didn't make plays when it mattered, and that's kind of what we need. And it's, it's exactly what we need. So if the NFL draft was today, we would be picking first overall. We're definitely kind of in that top three, top five category, even if we do straighten things up a little bit. I think that we have three winnable games in our future um, left on our schedule, That and that's about it. Uh, we, we don't have a whole bunch. We got the Raiders. We got the Giants and we got the Bucks. Those are our next three games. Then after that, it gets pretty tough. At Seattle, Broncos versus Seattle again versus the Bears at the Rams. So our next three games are the easiest games we got, and then we've got five to six tough games. So you know, in, in a the best case scenario, we get to kind of that four wins, that four and twelve range. But uh, man, if we're going to be honest, you're kind of looking at a two and 14 or a 3 and 13 record. And so we will be picking high. So having said all those things, stay strong, faithful. I will be <laughs> breaking down lots of draft stuff and uh, still breaking down uh, Niners film over on Twitter. Again, JL underscore Chapman. Really appreciate you guys. Y'all stay strong. And again, find somebody that you love and get a hug because, damn it, you deserve it. Stay strong, faithful.
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.